Hi, I'm Sue Kim. I'm the Interim Director of Photography at Otis College of Art and Design. And this is the show that I've curated for the college called When It's a Photograph. And it's a show comprised of work by 20 artists whose work doesn't just use photography but also considers the material properties of the medium about the physicality of the photographic process itself. There are 20 artists whose work I've been following for many years, whose works I've been thinking about and looking at for a long time that I think really speak to these ideas and are generative of the discussions around material access of the photographic medium. This piece behind me is a piece by a Dutch artist based in New York called um, Sebastian Bremer. And he is an artist whose work I just um, think is amazing. He uses photography and then draws on to the photographic emulsion itself with um, photographic inks. This is a piece called Ilya das Cobras. Um, and in this piece, he takes this photograph of his wife and um, in a kind of pointillistic style he draws in all of these other kind of fantastic narratives that inform the photograph itself, his personal history, all of the things that happened um, around the time of the photograph, around the time of the piece. And it's not so much a document of a particular place or a particular time but in what attracts me to this piece is not just the kind of formal rigor um, and the seductive appeal of the piece, but about the way that he um, contains time in this expanded way within one piece. This is a piece by Richard Galpin. Uh, Richard is a, an artist based in London, and here he takes a photograph of um, an urban landscape, probably of London, though you wouldn't be able to see it. And what he's done is he's peeled away parts of the photograph itself. So what you have that are, that are the kind of colorful um, parts of the photograph is the photographic emulsion itself. But when you look at the blankness, the ground beneath it, it's just the, the part of the photographic paper that's left, that's re, that remains intact. And what's kind of lovely about this piece and a lot of the works in the show is that it takes the kind of idiosyncratic parts of photography, the kind of messy parts or the, the parts that, are, that were once mistakes or, um, you know, like dust and fingerprints and, and whatnot, and incorporates it into the work. So here it's exquisitely, just very specifically done, but you can, when you look, get close to the image, you can see parts where it's a very kind of fibrous ground because it's, it's still the paper that the photograph attaches itself to. Um, but what I like more about it is that it's a, it's a really interesting way of depicting the urban landscape where it's at once locating because of the photographic quality of it, but it's also dis, um, discombobulating. It's dislocating at the same time. This is a piece by Phil Chang, who's a young LA-based artist who's also on faculty here at Otis. And with this piece, he's taken an expired batch of Codabrome to paper from the mid-80s, and he lays it out and he's photographing the piece of paper while it's getting exposed to ambient light. So it's this it's a way of kind of making a picture of the progress of light affecting a light sensitive substrate which is essentially photography itself.
This piece is by James Welling, and um, Jim's work is the work that I thought of the most um, when thinking about this show, because I think throughout his career, Jim's always been very inquisitive about photography, about the medium, about the way that photography is used, um, and he's his work has consistently, continuously been um, very smart, very critical, and very um, beautiful all at the same time. And the way that he goes about making this work is, is extremely complicated, involving um, photograms and filtration, etc. Um, but at the end, when you look at the work, it, bring, it it's, a, it's a different kind of picture. And the seduction is not in its difference or its newness, per se, but it's a way of thinking about the photographic image and the possibilities with photography in a way that I think he continuously minds with every project. These four pieces are by Wolfgang Tillmans and th this is from his body of work called Lighter which followed his paper drop series that really for me investigate and talk about the materiality of photography in a very interesting and compelling way. The process by which he makes them differ from piece to piece. In some cases he, he crumples or does various things to the photographic paper in the darkroom before feeding it into the processor, sometimes afterwards, um, sometimes not at all. But in each of these pieces there's some sort of insinuation of dimensionality that talks about the kind of flatness of photography and also the idea that um, what we consider to be flat for the longest time, the photographic image, isn't so tight to that. And what I like about Tillman's and what I and why I always talk about Tillman's when I teach is that he 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 also think, thinks about photography and about spending a lot of time in the darkroom and considering the photographic image as being very kind of important and, and all of the ways in which you can um, make photographs meaningful at a time when everyone has a camera with them by virtue of having a cell phone and we see more and more images online um, and in the world than we ever have before. And with these I think that there's just really beautiful images, but they talk about dimensionality, they talk about sculpture and photography, but in a, in a very subtle way with a very kind of shy dimensionality. This is a piece by Liz DeShenes, who is a New York-based artist, and it's a photogram where she's taken a piece of paper, a light-sensitive piece of photographic paper, and placed it outside at night and let the moon act as the light, the light source to expose the photographic print. Um, so that in the morning um, she properly processes the print to make it, to fix the image, so to speak, um, and then tones it. And then and what you have at the end is this unique piece that's not reproducible, it's a photogram, um, but the picture is of light itself, of moonlight, um, which captures that kind of um, sheen and luster of what we perhaps imagine um, this romantic idea of moonlight to look like. I'm here with Shanina Spitzieri. Shanina is an artist who's based in LA, and um, this is the piece that is included in the exhibition when it's a photograph here at the Bolsky Gallery. Um, so Shanina, do you want to talk about your piece? Sure. This piece is called Model Kit Number 1 Los Angeles. 
What I was trying to explore with this work was uh, my place within the city of Los Angeles and trying to, to explore the different urban pockets of the city and I would uh, go into this uh, long walks around the city and try to um, drift. Do you want to talk about how you made the cyanotype, like the process of making these? For sure. Cyanotype uh, process is, uh, they're also uh, known as blueprints or as sunprints. And uh, what you do is you have this paper coated with light sensitive chemicals. I printed the maps on transparencies and then I, you know, you put the transparency on top of the cyanotype uh, coated paper and expose it to the sun. So it actually develops uh, with sunlight. The other thing that you know I was trying to uh, to capture in a way was, and I think it shows a little bit with the the spareness of the of the text. It's like a, a kind of like poetic engagement with space and experience itself. It's you know this like very uh, spare uh, verse, not verse, uh, poetic utterance in very a way. Structured. Yeah, yeah. I like how um, how spare the language is in the in the pieces where you actually have to kind of travel from piece to piece in order to kind of put it together or try attempt to piece everything together. I mean, in, in so many ways, it's a really kind of fractured picture of a city and a picture of spending time in a city um, that isn't about kind of locating and about finding or about. Um, knowing it's more about kind of experiencing or looking or a, a different kind of phenomenological experience while at the same time it's about kind of an intellectualizing and, and trying to come to terms with where you are and and what that might feel like. So this is Morgan Cuppet Michelson. Um, he is one of the artists in the show when it's a photograph and these are his pieces that are included in the show. Um, Morgan do you want to talk about your work? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The title of these is uh, The Ends of Simi Valley. The one on the left has a, kind of a subtext of Reagan Library, while the one on the right is uh, Spawn Ranch. Just from like a straight standpoint of how, how I always encountered Simi Valley was generally just through driving through or knowing people. I guess the way I approached it beyond the sites was kind of historically how, how the sites had been or could have been kind of catalogued or documented or archived. And the two things that really came to mind was like the history of surveying, photography of just accounting for land, and then uh, also the way to account for land and kind of show what the land is and then move, move that as like any document would back and forth from either East Coast, West Coast, or town hall to city. And then kind of second would be this kind of new topographics way of showing like the man-altered landscape in kind of a, a muted, uh, semi-objective way. I was always pushing to make sure that, that it's not just that you understand that there's a photographer's presence, but that the, the, the viewers is as much a participant of the history and kind of the cataloging and the Western tradition as um, the photographer or Ronald Reagan or uh, Charles Manson, um, who's kind of the Charles Manson's family, uh, co-opted Spawn Ranch. 
I think while it's not specifically about California, um, I think it speaks about America in a really interesting way. And um, the way that you connect this idea of Western expansionism through you know, the, the, the type that you use and the kind of filmic reference to, to, to the, the end. Um, I think those, those are all really kind of, um, I don't know, just very kind of like smart and poetic ways of thinking about um, our understanding of history and place. Yeah, and I think kind of the, just the history of the landscape mm -hmm. um, to some degree is kind of the, the history of developing a romantic language towards engaging kind of a space. Um, and that's completely engendered by uh, like Western cinema is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the landscape becomes a character in the story mm -hmm. just as much as uh, you know, Clint Eastwood or Ronald Reagan or any of those people. And so I kind of, the, the first way I really engaged with the work was that the text would be backwards because I kind of thought of the photographs themselves as this sculptural object where um, traditionally with photographs you can only engage it from one side where if you're thinking about film specifically like cinematic film you can kind of engage it as a three-dimensional object and since these are kind of really about the end and, um, and about kind of like a finality that's really in some sense obsolete and a postmodern notion or something after um, excuse the phrase, but like af after history or something like that, um, is that you can really locate these as we're at a, a point where we should look back rather than, than look forward. Um, and so instead of photographing into the sunset, it would be photographing opposing the sunset, photographing east, um, which kind of mirrors this, this looking back at westward expansion where instead of constantly looking west, at some point we need to look, look east to locate where we're at now. Mm -hmm.